the job. Great job, Van. Y'all are uh, fantastic. Yeah. I know. I just, I just threw one on you. I just threw one on you. Elliot, I don't know what's causing that, Bo. I don't have a clue, man. All right, guys. Hey, uh, Cassie, uh, bring these lights down a little bit more for me so everybody can see the uh, PowerPoint. There you go. Thank you very much. I have made my first blunder of the year. What is it? What did I do? Well, my head's been shaved there, Austin. Thank you, though. No, 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 no. Do what? I put what? Somebody said it a minute ago. I put 2009 on the PowerPoint. Yeah, that wasn't a mistake. God did that on purpose. All right. So, really, it is January 13th, 2010. And uh, I put it wrong on my paper here, too. So, um, we are still on the right date and everything. All right, cool. Check it out, man. In 1955... This guy right here, his name is James Dean. James Dean uh, became a major movie star when he played the role of a rebellious teenager in this movie called Rebel Without a Cause. And, and in this movie, his character comes to town, he meets a girl, disobeys his parents, he defies the local high school bullies. He defies the authorities. Elliot, you're the sound guy. All right. Let's hope that doesn't happen all night. Anyway, he, he defies the authorities, he smokes, he drinks. I mean, he does it all with Natalie Wood. And, and so he becomes this rebel icon for the 60s. And, and everybody, I'm going to move because I think I'm hitting those monitor over here. Um, everybody that, that, that was cool, all right, everybody that was a rebel, they started dressing like old James Dean up there. I mean, the black leather jacket, the white t-shirt, the black pants, it evolved to slicking your hair back and rolling your sleeves up. I mean, to be a rebel, he made being a rebel cool. James Dean, the ultimate rebel. I saw on yahoo.com this question. If my PowerPoint will go, please. Thank you. What would a modern-day rebel look like, okay? What would a modern-day rebel look like? And the answer was someone who is an individualist, a non-conformist, somebody that doesn't conform to the system, to the way things are. That is a rebel. It has always been a cool thing to be called a rebel. And, and so this past Sunday, I wanted to see what some of you guys thought 
uh, what some of you guys thought that a rebel was. So, um, so check out this video of, of some of your friends and see what their idea of a rebel is. Doing something that no one else is doing. Okay. I'd say a rebel is somebody who doesn't regard to the regulations. Somebody that does what they want to and don't care about what other people really think. Somebody who doesn't. Uh, somebody who doesn't obey the rules. Somebody that doesn't listen and doesn't obey the rules. Cool. Rebel. Rebel. Rebel flag. Like, <laughs> rebel flag. Uh, oh, I don't know. Like, come on, define the word rebel. Like you just go and do stuff. Do what? Like you just go and do resisting stuff. Resisting authority. Yeah, resisting authority. Say it again. Resisting authority. Very good. Define. Define rebel. I really don't know. Lawson, no. no. you're already on camera. We define rebel. No. Come on, Lawson, define it. <laughs> It's a like rebel? Great. Say it louder. No. Say it louder. I'm going to put it on camera <laughs> anyway. Break the rules. Yeah. Break the rules. Michaela? <laughs> Define a rebel. What is a rebel? Someone who doesn't listen. Somebody doesn't listen. listen. Okay. A rebel don't care about anything. There you go. Rebel. Uh, they hold the rebel flag. Okay, I've gotten that one a lot. But I'm not talking about the Confederacy. A rebel, somebody that, you know, define it. Okay, we'll give a crap what they wear. Good deal. Thank you. All right, guys, you're already on camera, so it doesn't matter. Define the word rebel. Person that goes against other people. Person that goes against other people. Okay. Cool, that's cool. Breaking the rules. Breaking the rules. I like it. A big biker man. A big biker man. I like it. Lakin is a rebel. I like it. I like it. Person who's wild. You're already on camera. Yep. Excuse me. A person who rebels. Okay. Person. Surprise. Define the word rebel. Rebel. Yes. Like somebody who goes against what you're supposed to do. Is that right? Is that what it is? Keep going. Say that again. Say it a little louder. Um, somebody who goes against what you're supposed to do, like somebody who does something wrong and they pretty much know it's wrong, but they still. I like it. Cool. Cool. Thank you. I'm the word rebel. No idea. They, I think they pretty much covered it all. Well, that's not fair to them. That's all. That's that's the only definition. Come on, Taylor. What else? Rebel. Somebody from the south. I'll be going. Many definitions, right? Many variations to this idea of what a rebel is, right? Tonight I want to shed a little light on something for you. If you think that a rebel means living a life full of sin, doing whatever you want to do, if you think being a rebel means that just don't go in and doing whatever you want to do, you are wrong and you're lying to yourself. You see, being a rebel does not mean that you go out and you, you get drunk and, and stuff like that. that. That is not at all what being a rebel is. Somebody has gotten my notes. 
all out of whack. Mm, 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 mm. Being a rebel, y'all got to wait a second. I'm sorry, guys. Here we go. All right, now we're good. I think. Hopefully we won't have to stop again. Okay. Uh, you know, if you think that uh, drinking before the age of 21 makes you a rebel, if you think that uh, disobeying your parents and, and stuff like that makes you a rebel, um, then, then you're wrong. But, but this idea of, of living this life of rebellion um, is, is, is not at all what a lot of you uh, view or think that it is. As a matter of fact, uh, Britney Spears in her song Three, and, and yes, I've listened to that song, and, um, and I'm very embarrassed about that song, but anyway, I've heard that song, and, and in that song Three, one of her quotes is, living in sin is the new thing, right? So if you think that being a rebel means that you go against the grain, you go against the, the, the regular life, you go against what is right, okay, then, then you're wrong because living in sin, according to Britney Spears, that's the new thing. One of my favorite preaching pastors, a guy named Mark Driscoll, he puts it like this, everyone is sinning. So it's, it's no longer rebellious to sin. You're just a conformist. If, if you're drunk and naked, driving around on a loud motorcycle, smoking cigarettes, breaking commandments, getting pregnant out of wedlock. Hey, everybody's done that. That's tired. That is not being a rebel. If you really want to be a rebel, get a job, cut your grass, read your Bible, and shut up, because nobody does that. Being a rebel is, is about being counterculture. If you want to be a total rebel... If you want to be counterculture, totally alternative, radical, guess what? Then you need to be a virgin until you get married. You need to marry a person of the opposite sex. And then you need to stay married, have some kids, pay your taxes, go to church, read the Bible, and then you will be a freak because that's what a rebel is. So if you want to live a life of rebellion, that, hey, doing what some of you guys are doing, out there drinking, taking drugs, sleeping around, and thinking you're bucking the system by doing that, then you're lying to yourself. Because you're just doing what everybody else is doing. You're no more a rebel than I am. Oh, that's a lie, because I am a rebel. I don't do what that stuff. You... If you're doing that, you're just a conformist. You're just like everybody else. I don't care if you walk around dressed in all black and you paint your skin white and you sit off in a corner and you cry all day with an emo. They're not rebels. There's a lot of people that are emos. I don't care if you think smoking pot is rebelling against the law. There's all kinds of statistics to tell you that I bet a bunch of people sitting in this room have smoked pot before. You're just conforming. You think having sex with your girlfriend makes you cool and makes you a rebel? 
Yeah, not really, because everybody does that. You're just conforming. Living in sin is the new thing. Tonight, we're going to be talking about what it means to be a true rebel. And, and what I hope that you guys understand tonight is, is that living this type of life is, is never going to get you anywhere. It's, matter of fact, it's just really going to um, mess you up. If you would, open your word to 1 John 1 John chapter 2, and we're going to be looking at verses 15 and 17 tonight. And so I want all you conformists out there to listen at what 1 John and what John the disciple says that a true rebel does. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, he says this, Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you, for when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in achievements and possessions. And these are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does, who does what pleases God will live forever. Tonight I want to demonstrate to you Three keys, three things that it takes to be a true rebellion, to be, to live in a true rebellion. And, and tonight's message was titled, The Rebel Revolution. And so what I hope is that when you guys leave this place tonight, you will begin to live a life of a true rebel and not some conformist that just does what everybody else is doing. So the first thing that I want you to see tonight is this. In order to be a rebel... You've got to stop loving the world. In order to be a rebel, stop lusting after physical pleasures. He says there in the first part of verse 16, for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure. Anytime you are lusting after physical pleasures, this means that you are preoccupied with gratifying your own physical desires. You're worried about you. You're thinking about, man, I got to have this. I need this, man. Uh, I've, got, I've got to sleep with my girlfriend. Everybody sleeps with their girlfriend. That's the only way I can be cool. That's, that's the only way that guys are going to look at me and think that I'm cool. I got to do this. And girls are thinking, man, I need to sleep with him or else, or else he'll leave me. He'll never, he won't love me if I don't sleep with him. And, and, and so you just kind of give in to whatever you want to do. You're gratifying your own physical desires. One aspect of a ch uh, gratifying your physical desires, and this really goes to the guys more so than the girls, because guys, we struggle, especially at your age. You struggle with this thing of pornography. Matter of fact, more than 11 million teenagers regularly view porn online. 64% of all teens say that teens do things online that they wouldn't want their parents to know about. 
Guys, most of your friends are sitting around uh, in the afternoons and when they're bored and stuff like that, and they're just looking at pornography all day until they find something else to do. That's not being a rebel. That's fulfilling a desire within you that you need to learn to, to suppress for a while. Viewing pornography, and I'm not going to stay long on this, because in a few weeks we're going to do a thing with just the guys about pornography. And, and so I don't want to stay on this too long. But, but what I want you to understand about pornography, fellas, is that that's not about you rebelling, okay? That's about you getting misconcepts about what a woman is. Because I can guarantee you the girls that you see in that stuff are nothing like the girl that you hopefully one day will marry. They don't do the things that those girls do. They don't act that way. Sex situations that happen in porn do not happen in real life. You're not going to just be laying on the beach one day and girl walk by and you say, hey, and the next thing you know it, you're naked getting it on. It ain't going to happen. Put it out of your mind. Girls aren't that way. Pornography causes you to view girls as a piece of meat. And a woman is way more than a piece of meat. You want to be a rebel? Stay away from pornography. You want to be a rebel? Stop having sex. Everybody's having sex. That's all you hear about. Teenagers having sex. 1 Corinthians 6, 13. Paul says the body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. Your body is meant for God. It is his body. He created it. You're to give your body to him. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 says, Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality will enter the kingdom of heaven. Guys, going around and, and just having sex and sleeping around, that doesn't make you a rebel. That makes you stupid. And if you're not careful and you have sex with the wrong person, it'll give you a bad itch somewhere. Hey, I'm just going to tell you how it is. If you want to be stupid and play games, then you need to know the realities of it. You want to be a rebel, stop having sex. And I'm not just talking about sexual intercourse. I'm talking about sex, period. It's all sex. No matter what you call it, it's all sex. Alcohol. I'm not going to lecture you about drinking. All of you know that you should not drink. But a majority of you drink because you believe it's a way of being a rebel. Man, I'm going to go out tonight. I'm going to get wasted. Mom and dad don't know where I'm going. They don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm so cool. I'm so big and bad, man. I'm out drinking. I'm going to impress that girl by walking around with a beer in my hand. She thinks I'm drinking. She knows I'm cool because I'm, I'm breaking the law. I'm breaking the law. Yeah. 
So go on out and get drunk, and then the next morning when she walks into the bathroom and your head's down, head's down in the toilet, uh, go ahead and break that law. You're simply conforming if you continue to drink alcohol on a consistent basis. Alcohol is by far the most used and abused drug among American teenagers. According to a national survey, nearly one-third of all high school students reported hazardous drinking, which is five drinks in one setting. That was in a 30-day period that they did this survey. Five drinks in one setting. Guys, if you think that being a rebel is drinking, you're just conforming to everybody else. Because everybody's drinking, most everybody, except for the ones that are true rebels. Pornography, having sex, drinking alcohol, taking some form of drugs. These are the most common ways that people your age seek out physical pleasures. There are many more, but I'm I'm not going to go into those tonight. But what I want you to understand is this fact. Doing these things does not make you a a rebel. It makes you a conformist. What makes you a rebel is instead of giving in and gratifying yourself like everybody else does, it's to do what the Bible tells you to do. And the Bible says that instead of giving in to your physical pleasures, that you should just practice a little bit of self-control. Titus 2.12 says, And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with self-control, with right conduct, and devotion to God. That's being a rebel. 1 Peter 1.13 says, So think clearly and exercise self-control. Look forward to the special blessings that will come to you at the return of Jesus Christ. That is being a rebel. 2 Peter 1.6 says, Knowing God leads to self-control. Self-control leads to patience, patient endurance. And patient endurance leads to godliness. A true rebel will be patient. Guys, a true rebel will respect a girl enough not to even put her in a situation where you're pressuring her to have sex. A true rebel will, instead of looking at pornography, will instead stop, respect a woman and her body, respect yourself, because all that does is cause you to want to just go out and have sex. Emily and I, Emily and I have been, we've been watching this show. We started watching this show the other week, and it was on, uh, I think, the day after New Year's, and uh, on ABC Family, and they had a marathon going, and we, I know it's been on for a couple of years or whatever. But anyway, it's called um, The Secret Life of the American Teenager. And uh, so we've been watching that, and, and I'm going to tell you, uh, I don't think any of those stars, how many of y'all watch that show? Go ahead and admit it, because I admit that we watch it. All right, I watch it. Come on, girls. Uh, we got a boy back there watching it. Guys, come on. Come on, guys. You know you watch it. You know you think Amy's hot. Come on. Huh? All right, have you ever seen the show? You ever seen the show before? You ever just caught a glimpse of it? All right, look. On that show, there's like six or seven main characters, and, and I'm pretty sure that none of them don't even know understand what the word self-control is. 
Um, and of course, it's not the character like that person, right? It's the rioters, right? And so, and so on TV that you're watching, uh, the world that, that, that is feeding you this junk, they're, they're not telling you to, hey, wait, stop. Don't go out and do that. Wait until you're married. It, it is so much more beautiful and so much more awesome when you're married. They don't tell you that. Instead, in every single scene of the secret life of American teenager, this is what you get. Oops. Having sex for the first time. You can't keep track just by having sex with him. I don't have sex. We, we just had sex. Sex. Like, fun. That's why. Great hat. Sex. And that's why dad is dead. She had sex. Her Grace had sex? God knows I have sex too. My dad's still alive. So sex and death, the two things are not connected. Yeah. This is why I never sleep with virgins. Just too much responsibility. You slept with Amy. Having sex, it's over. We've been so careful. That's the thing about sex. I committed a sin. I had sex. I hadn't been in such a hurry to have sex. Wrong, then I wouldn't have had sex. If I hadn't had sex, then he would still be alive. You didn't kill him, Grace. God is not punishing you for having sex. I had sex, and now Dad is dead. And he had a horrible death because I had incredible sex. I hadn't done it if I hadn't had sex, and if I hadn't enjoyed having sex so much, then Dad would still be alive, and you know it, Mom. Not getting a fight over me. I'm taken, and I don't want to have to file a sexual harassment claim. I see the way the two of you look at me. What? You're just trying to get laid. I can get laid anytime I want. You're the one who can't get laid. Think about anything other than having sex with Amy, and I'm thinking about that 20 hours a day. Decisions for John. I make the decisions. I know you feel out of control, but sometimes other people make the decisions. I made the decision tonight. Oh, I get it. You're trying to be the man. I am the man. And we both got what we deserved. You had sex and you got pregnant. I had sex and it killed my father. Hey, are you jealous because you and Amy just started having sex or because you still haven't had sex? Because if you'd had sex when I was pregnant, I couldn't get pregnant on top of being pregnant. But now that I'm not pregnant, now that I've been through childbirth, believe me, Ben, I will not be having sex for a very, very long time. That's all you think about, sex. Because you have nothing else to do. Since she and Jack had sex, as she killed him. This is your area of expertise, not having any guilt about sex. You take this one. Ben dropped over, then Amy, then they had a big fight about not having sex so they're not having sex not asking all right thanks it's just she's looking like she's having sex i don't know what that's about oh that's just her thinking that she's a woman now well, as long as she's a woman not having sex i'm okay with that i like to be stone cold sober when i have sex i don't want to make any mistakes I don't... too much information no no it's just that um we're still new at this dad-daughter thing, and these conversations aren't easy for me. You and Ricky having sex in the house. Ay, ay, ay. I'm just really uncomfortable with your having sex with your boyfriend in the house when I'm in the house, so here's the thing. But we didn't do it. He didn't die because you and I had sex. Because he did. And I don't love you anymore. And I'm never, ever gonna have sex with you again. So why don't you just go to Adrian or Sean or all the other girls you had sex with that I don't know about? Go have sex with them! Did you get the theme? And two of those conversations took place with their father. And the, 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 the girl, the, one of the last scenes, the girl and her dad. Her dad didn't say, I'm uncomfortable with you and your boyfriend having sex. It was, I'm uncomfortable with you having sex while I'm in the house. 
They don't teach you self-control by watching these dumb shows. Self-control is a rebel. The second thing that 1 John tells us is to stop lusting for everything that you see. At the end of verse, or the middle of verse 16, he says, stop craving everything that you see. What John is writing about here is the idea that we take material possessions and we make them our goal. We, we sit there and we say, man, he got a new car, so I got to get a new car. She got all this awesome stuff for Christmas, so I need to go get all this awesome stuff for Christmas. It's this longing, this craving that we think that material possessions are going to make us happy. Those things are not going to make you happy. Matter of fact, those things can really get you in trouble. When you take material possessions and you make them your number one goal and you make them all that you live for, you'll end up like this dude right here. This is Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff was the chairman of the NASDAQ Stock Exchange and, and the admitted operator of this horrible scheme. In March of 2009, Bernie Madoff pled guilty to 11 felonies and admitted to turning his wealth management business into a massive scheme that defrauded thousands of investors of billions of dollars. Madoff said he began his scheme in the early 90s, but federal investigators believe that this scheme began in the 80s. And the amount missing, the amount that he stole from his clients, somewhere told us around $65 billion. He craved things so much. He wanted things so much that he took his business and he defrauded people. He stole from senior citizens, people that had started investing with him in the 80s. And then when it came time for them to retire, they would think that they would have all this money. And he had stolen every penny of it from them. And all for what? Nothing. Because now Bernie's sitting in a jail. He's actually dying. He's dying in jail. I hope he led a good life. I hope he enjoyed the apartment that he lived in. He lived in like a 20-something million dollar apartment in New York City. He had some massive yacht, rings and jewelry that totaled millions of dollars. He lived the high life. He lived for material possessions, and now he's dying in jail. If you want to call yourself a rebel, you will not live for things. Things will never make you happy. What truly makes people happy and what a rebel really does, a rebel gives things away. A rebel gives everything away that he possibly can without expecting anything in return. If you've been in on the morning services the last several weeks, Lee has been teaching about investing in people and everything that you give to take it and turn it and give it away. That is being a rebel. That is being a rebel. To, to take your money and to take possessions and to find somebody who really needs it and be willing to give it over to them. Instead of being selfish and, and trying to gather up everything for yourself, instead you try to give stuff away. That's what being a rebel is about. 
The third thing that I want you to see that a rebel does is a rebel stops taking pride in possession and achievements. It says that in verse 16. John is telling us that a true rebel doesn't take pride in what you achieve. You don't take pride in what you own. You stead, instead, you will humble yourself. You instead, a true rebel, humbles themselves before God. And they say, it does not matter what you own. It does not matter what you achieve. All that matters is how much you give to God, how much you love God. See, everybody else, everybody else in this world, they care about your status. Everybody else, they allow the status to define who the person is. And the higher your status, the more power that you have, the greater in their eyes you are. And hey, that might be great for you on this world and during this time. But as you're going to see in a minute, when it's all said and done, that doesn't mean jack squat. It means nothing. A true rebel looks at people and says, I don't care what you look like. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how great you are on a football field or a baseball field or a soccer field. I don't care how much power you have. All I care about is you. You are all that matters. A true rebel does everything that they possibly can. They don't care if you live like Bill Gates with billions of dollars. They don't care if you have all of Bill's money. None of that matters. A true rebel could care less if you have the abilities of Brett Favre. Don't laugh, he's still one of the greatest quarterbacks there ever was. A true rebel doesn't focus in on material possessions, physical attributes. A true, like everybody else, a true rebel focuses in on loving God and loving people. John says at the end of verse 16, he says these things that we've just talked about, these are not from the Father, but they are from this world. And now check this out. This is very important. He says, this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. Hey, guess what? You want to seek out your physical pleasures? It's only going to last for a moment. Why trade eternity for something that's going to last for a moment? You want to crave everything that you see? That's fine. Go for it. But when it's all said and done, that stuff, it's going to be gone. You want to crave people's attributes? You want to, you want to uh, hold people uh, in higher esteem because of what they can do? Hey, that doesn't matter. It's fading away. One day, Brett Favre's going to have to retire. He probably should have a few years ago. Thank you, Doo-Doo. 
The point is this, guys. A lot of you think, like I've said, that you're cool because you're out there doing stuff that mom and dad don't know about. Ben wants to come on up. You think that uh, you think that being a rebel is is about sneaking around behind people's backs and all this other junk? A true rebel, a true rebel, lives for Christ and Christ alone. Let's pray, Father Lord. God, I just wish they could understand. God, I wish they could understand something that took me. 25 years to understand that living this life, God, living this life for you is so much better and so much easier than it was when I tried to just do things on my own. Because God, I got myself in so many horrible situations. I, got, I found myself, God, in, in so many difficult spots. And time after time, you had to li- uh, put your hand out and lift me up out of it. God, I wish that they would understand that now. I wish, God, they would understand now that all they're doing when they, when they sin and, and they just constantly give in and when they think that they're, they're being cool, that, that all they're doing, God, is just being like everybody else. They say they want to be an individual, God. They say they want to be on their own. They want to be different. But God, in reality, when they, when they make these decisions for the world, that's who they're living for. They're living for the world. They're conforming to the standards of the world. God, let them understand that if they want to step out of that, that they've got to step into a relationship with you because that is the true rebellion. Following you is the true rebellion. Following you is an eternal rebellion because one day this world will be gone. God, I wish they would understand it now before it's too late. Amen. All right, guys, we're going to do...